Hello and welcome to this podcast from the Generation Gap Show here on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM in St Albans. We hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to the Generation Gap, hosted by me, Liv and Clive. Hello. In this programme, we talk about the similarities and differences between our generations. This is the Generation Gap Show on 92.6 FM Radio Verulam. Hello, good evening, welcome to the Generation Gap Show with me, Clive, and with Liv today. Hi. And uh, it's nice to see you again, Liv. Yeah, it's good to be back. So today we're going to talk about, um, well, sort of environmental issues, um, and particularly about what individuals can do to um, help the environment. Is that a fair way of putting it? Yeah, it's something I've been looking a lot into recently. I mean, I'm sure everyone's seen it on the news. It's like... It's a big thing people are trying to get better at being more eco-friendly and I thought we could recommend some ways to do that, especially in the St Albans area, because it's important and I think if you want to change, it's a a good idea to know how. Yeah, okay. I mean, um, Claudia and I did have a programme a few weeks ago about uh, plastic after the the BBC television shows about uh, plastic waste and that was pretty scary, frankly. So, so we'll, we'll talk about um, the other things, and particularly, I think mm-hmm. you did say you wanted to be an eco-warrior. Is that the sort yes. of term you're, you see yourself as being a sort of I, dynamic in that way? I just care a lot about it. I think it's it's important to me, um, and it's not that hard to do once you've, like, once someone's told you how to do it, or if you've researched it, because I looked a lot into it, so I thought it'd be good if we could talk about it on a show so people can find out in one place, like, how to go about being better and being more eco-friendly. Yeah, it's very so easy to be very depressed and and about uh, environmental issues when you look into them. So let's look at the positive side of these things. So yeah. Liv, firstly, tell me an issue and tell me what you think you can do about it. Well, there is, well, there are quite a lot. You could talk about, I don't know, pollution um, in driving too much or driving everywhere. Something you could do about that is taking, th- these are quite easy things, tying off with the basics. You could take pub- public transport because it still causes pollution, but less if you get what i mean well, it's less per person isn't it yeah, if, you, if exactly. you've got a bus it's 30 people it's only yeah. sort of a bit and twice the bus as much. isn't awful but also we live um you know in Hertfordshire and st albans you live really close to london so just you know you can get the train in to like a lot of places because we're on a direct train line there um you don't have to drive for example i was going down to brighton and sometimes we drive to brighton but i've kind of made a habit of getting the train because it's a direct train like why wouldn't you yeah, well, I certainly do that, and I use buses and trains when I can. But, of course, yeah. um, the whole way things are set up, for example, particularly if you're going, like, um, I don't know, shopping, for example, mm-hmm. you have the choice of your local shops, which, of course, are great, are great in St Albans in many ways. But, oh, yeah. But if you want to go and buy the food for a family for a week, then that's sort of 23 bags. You're not going to be able to carry oh, them yeah, all. No, so you're going to take your car, and you're going mm-hmm. to go to a supermarket, and you probably go out of town supermarket. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I just think... When possible, I don't think everybody needs to change their lives 100% to be, you know, zero waste people who don't have it, who don't buy anything with packaging, everything's organic, they have their own bags all the time. I think that the best thing to do is when you can, do the most eco-friendly thing. So if, you're, if you have the option to go and drive to a shop or you think that stuff might be in a shop that's down the road, maybe just go to the shop down the road and walk instead because it's just little things that they can make a difference, I think. Right, now obviously this requires people to understand these things um, Mm. and um, I think 
people are getting the message in many ways, but a lot of people aren't getting it at all, to be honest. Um, so let's let's try, try through these things. Now, for example, um, we were encouraged to buy diesel cars because apparently they were less polluting. Mm. So a lot of people have diesel cars. And then, of course, the scientists suddenly said, oh, no, we didn't mean that. What we meant was they don't have this much of these particular pollutants but actually yeah. there's 10 times more of other pollutants which are much more dangerous yeah. and so there's now been a decision i mean people individually are going i mean i went to buy a new car last year and they said well we've got this super duper one diesel model and i just said i'm sorry i'm just not going to even look at a diesel car there's no way i'm going to buy a new diesel car yeah um so those are being phased out either by deliberately by manufacturers but also because basically people aren't buying them however all the buses all the taxis all the delivery vans are mm. diesel powered so it seems to me one sort of thing to do would be to try and switch some of those things over now they're they're largely yeah, in the that control. Would make a big impact they're largely in the control obviously buses and so on run the bus companies are w working within routes which are sort of decided by local government in some way mm -hmm. um delivery vans obviously we're all now doing a lot of internet shopping and every time you order one of those parcels with a little smile on it um <laughs> A car or a van turns up in your road. Now, I live in quite a small road. There's about 30 houses. And during the daytime, I reckon there's probably 15 to 20 different delivery vans turn really? up to deliver stuff. And I don't think my neighbours are necessarily worse than anybody else in ordering things like that. Yeah. So I reckon that's increased drastically. And if we could get some move towards having you know electric-powered delivery vans, that would be quite an interesting yeah, idea. Yeah, that would be great. Um, and buses. I mean, in London, there are some electric buses, and there's also some... I think I'm not sure there's any hydrogen ones yet. Hydrogen is actually a better fuel than electricity. Yeah, but it's also highly flammable. Yes, if you actually literally put hydrogen into a car, it will be definitely very dangerous. Yeah. I think the idea is that they make it in some sort of pellets, and you'd have that some sort be, of yeah. some sort of way of dealing with it. That could definitely be. Um, so, but these things are not going. I mean, we're pushing for electric cars, and I'm about again. I actually look at all the sort of facts around these things. Electric cars, mm -hmm. obviously, they drive along the street. They don't pollute the street i get that however the batteries are made including lots of rare minerals and so on which are very short supply um they're very heavy and when you uh, most of the electric cars you you buy the car but you actually rent the battery because the battery only lasts three or four years and so you have to replace it and these are all made with i say very sort of exotic um minerals and so on yeah. very heavy things um and there's the involvement of you know in manufacturing these things i wonder how much energy and so on is used to do that also obviously the electricity has got to be created somewhere and our electric power plants are gas are coal still the coal ones are largely um shut down in this country but other countries including by the way germany has a huge number of coal plants still um, because they decided not to go nuclear, so therefore we had to fill up the space, and they've got um, lots of uh, coal. So again, it's, it's one place to another. It's sort of these things you have to say, well, I'm not sure about that. So if everybody had electric cars overnight, which obviously isn't going to happen, but mm -hmm. let's say in the next five years, um, the entire electricity grid would need to be doubling its capacity, if not more, yeah. to produce that, which means more power plants, which we're not building, and they've got to be powered by something which is typically gas, um, or nuclear. So if we built those more nuclear power plants, which of course is not environmentally acceptable to most people, mm. although theoretically they don't actually pollute because they just um, 
<laughs> people worry about the nuclear radiation rather than the actual process yeah. of how they make them. Um, sorry, I'm gabbling a little bit. That's okay. but, but basically, um, are not the answer is my view, but are part of an answer. Yeah, I mean, not everything is in control of us. I feel like a lot of the things are things that the, the government needs to do. I think they will change. I mean, you were talking about coal plants and coal, like coal mining, but did you know the biggest coal plant in North America has been converted into solar panels? Yes, well, some good news. If, if they put solar panels all the way across um, places like the Sahara Desert mm -hmm. and they could put the wires oh, that would be somewhere great, else. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> Just hide the wires. Yeah, but you could p power a lot of the yeah. by doing that sort of thing. Ticalities are building, you know, hundreds of millions of Sahara Desert. Um, and of course, the, the countries which the Sahara is in would have mm. to be very much part of that. And you'd think on the face of it, they'd say, great, because we're going to get lots of revenue from selling this electricity. Um, yeah, that's the sort of solution which may happen. Um, but uh, solar panels, we've had them in this country for a long time. I know some of my neighbours have them. Um, the way they're financed has changed, and now it's not really worth it, and they're not actually paying their way in the same way they were a few years ago. All these things are part of the solution. Yeah, I think I find it difficult to believe you're ever going to have like the perfect way of life where you just don't do anything that could harm the earth in any way. I think the main thing to do is just try and do the better option it's the same like you can't strive for perfection always and i think yeah the best thing is when you have two options in front of you one of them maybe not so great for the environment the other one a bit better maybe also not amazing just go with the better one and slowly like you know ease your way into it it's hard to go super eco-friendly overnight get rid of your car never go anywhere far away again never buy food that's been transported on a plane like yeah. that's hard to do okay actually the food on the planes one of the ones i very much about um you know obviously mm -hmm. supermarket have something like green beans mm -hmm. pick it up and it says it came from peru and i think yeah. my goodness i'm not going to support them but the argument is that of course that's come from a poor family in peru yeah who are getting good money for baking these things and flying them across the world to us and so in saying I only buy sort of local vegetables that are grown in England or maybe I'd accept them from France or Spain because mm -hmm. that's not too far away, um, then actually I'm not helping some poor families in the third world. So what's the right answer? I mean, I don't... I mean, if you're getting them from a big, massive supermarket, I'm not sure that those families get a huge amount from them anyway. I'm pretty sure you're more funding the giant corporation behind them, which usually they're not super ethical. Um if you read into them but i don't want to talk about any brands and their ethics because i feel like fair that's... trade they usually say yeah some of them i yeah it depends it really depends you kind of have to some of these things I, I don't know if it's a great idea to talk about on air so like do your own research just kind of look for the better option and what you decide is best and I'd, yeah but things like um obviously fruit and vegetables um it's brought into supermarkets have a wide range of everything and they've got used to doing that their customers are used to buying whatever they want in there so stuff is flown in from around the world and i think that's one of the things which i really do object to yeah um even though i know that possibly is supporting farmers in some poor yeah. place like that um and i think what we need is get back to seasonality is the term see i think it's the best when you know something's in season so for example we were given the example of like strawberries you can go strawberry picking in fields um in like Childwickbury. yes the fields there it's and it's so fun and it's you can do it with your kids it's great and it's when they're in season they're so good and there's something about having like in-season fruit from the uk and things that's 
it's really nice because people have sort of gotten used to just everything being there all the time. Well, I have to say, some of the strawberries that come in at different times of the year from various places, they're not very nice compared yeah, to... Yeah, I hate when you British get British strawberries really are brilliant. British strawberries are so good. Yeah. I really recommend going strawberry picking. Or, we also talked about, because it's important to be sustainable, and I don't mean eco-friendly. Sustainable means you can, like, continue doing it for a long time as well. So... For something to be sustainable, it has to be somewhat affordable. And buying an electric car and doing all those like big things can sometimes... It's quite expensive. So you could do small things, such as getting a reusable coffee cup. This is sort of verging on the plastic area, but a reusable coffee cup, a reusable shopping bag. That costs about £1, um, depending on where you get it. And you can actually save money because you save 5p from plastic bags and you each time you shop and you save 25p or 50p off your coffee depending on what chain you go to or what cafe you go to um and it can actually save you money in the long run because for example if you get a coffee cup for one pound and then um you save 25p each time you get a coffee you've sort of evened out by four coffees and I'm sure a lot of people listening to this drink a lot more than four coffees, so... A day. <laughs> a day. <laughs> An hour. But, so, you have to be affordable as well and sustainable. And another thing that can come with that is planting your own fruit and veg. Because it's actually, it's fun because it's gardening. Gardening's great for mental health, the environment, your wallet. Because you don't have to go out and buy potatoes when you could grow them. And Clive's about to give some great tips about growing potatoes. Well, um, I was going to mention, yes, once... I haven't done it recently, but we got an old plastic dustbin and filled it with soil and put some potatoes, seed, or seed potatoes in it. And I was amazed, actually, how many potatoes we got out of it in the end. And that was a very simple thing to do. Yeah, I think, um, I think when my children idea. were young, we did that just to sort of show that it can be done. They, oh, wow. Um, and when you grow your own potatoes, um, they actually taste which a lot of the ones you buy in supermarkets yeah. don't taste for anything. The ones on the market here, of course, are really excellent ones, which are the same sort of thing. That's another thing. Going to the market to get veg is really good too, um, because they don't come with... This is, again, we're talking um, about plastic now. No plastic there was a bags. plastic episode. But there are no plastic bags. And also, when you go to the supermarket, I'm sure you've noticed, the veg... Because there is one supermarket I go to where they have... Um, they give you bags for the fresh veg that's compostable compostable bags which i think is great it's more expensive to get the veggies it's a lot cheaper to get the ones that are coated in plastic and i think that's really unfair <laughs> it's really annoying yes um so a great option is go to the market because the market is quite affordable you can get you know they're always yelling pound a bowl just a pound for like a giant bowl of cherries or something it's great and um and they don't use as much plastic i they well they, don't really they, use they used to i mean until a few months ago they used to have all the plastic bags hanging up and they just whip one yeah. out as soon as you, they saw you coming. They would bag some of them have paper bags. And they've got some paper bags now, but also um, people like me just carry a bag as you do. Yeah. And just say, put it straight in I there. I have a little tote bag. Yeah, it's exactly what I've got. Brighton. What's a really good thing as well is they're really cute, like tote bags and things, because mine, I mean, you're not going to be able to see it because this is the radio, but mine has a really nice design on it and I got it from a shop in Brighton and I just, I really liked the bag, so I got it. But it's also been super useful to hold shopping in. And I didn't even, I didn't even really think about that. I just liked it as a handbag. But it's also a shopping bag. What there a great deal. And very fashionable too, you look with that, I'm sure. Yeah, and you can also carry those roll-up shopping bags. You know, the ones that are, you get like a shopping bag and they roll up and go into a little tiny bag and they're like a little ball. Well, the ones are string bag ones. 
you can get one of those too but i'm talking like my mum has one from marks and spencers and it's like a little tiny you can roll it up and it can fit in your pocket and then you unroll it and it's a shopping bag so you oh. can put shopping bags in your bags and right. it's there's no <laughs> i'm getting excited now. getting excited about bags yeah yes, they're great they're great best of them because you'll save money in the long you'll save the environment as well okay and in fact the supermarkets do sell nice um sort of jute type bags yeah as well which i've got several of those, those are good. they have those ones with the um that keep the cool in oh the like, cool bags yeah yes, cool bags that's what they're called i have a whole bunch of those things in my car so when i go to a supermarket with the car i've always got all these bags put in the trolley that's straight away right and some of the supermarkets even give you a i don't think give you a discount but they, they, they do something and they count how many bags you've got yeah. and give you something or other yeah see i just think I mean, it's the little things, isn't it? Yeah. Another thing, though, is that um, straws, I'm not going to get too much into it, but it turns out they don't take up as much of the ocean as a lot of people thought. I think it's about 0.5% of pollution. It's the plastic straws, straws, which begin. I mean, I think that's one of the other things that's been going on in St Albans, sort of banning plastic straws, and people have got their own um, like stainless steel ones. I think it's good, but it's also definitely not the big issue. Um, I think 40%, that, that might be wrong, it's a large percentage, though, of pollution in the ocean is from fishing nets. Actually. Fishing nets? Yeah, because um, a lot of, you know, fishermen and fishing boats, they lose their fishing nets in the water, and the animals get tangled up in them. Right, I think the, the issue that in the public mu- uh, view from the various TV programmes is obviously sort of plastic bags, like carrier oh, yeah. bags, which are... Um, I've forgotten how many billion of them are made every year or yeah, something, and, and so, so many go in this, the oceans. You can also just reuse plastic bags. So if you have some at home already, because I'm sure everybody has that cupboard full of like old plastic bags, because my family does. Hmm. Um, so if you maybe only one cupboard. If you maybe don't <laughs> feel like investing in a reusable bag just yet, use up, like keep using those plastic bags because you might as well get the use out of them because they're gonna damage the earth anyway. Now that you've got them, so just try and keep them for a while and use them for other stuff okay well i think yes i think most people do that but of course eventually they do sort of wear out and you throw them away that's what the problem is yeah it's not good i think it's it is best to just get reusable bags reusable bottles reusable cups all that stuff i mean why not i think uh one of the things there is about um going about throwing things away and reusing things is i think there's quite a lot of confusion over the sort of way you use the dustbins and the actual sort of recycling facilities so we'll talk about that in a bit later yeah we're the generation gap show here on radio verulam and uh live and i clive are we talking today about um sort of environmental issues in terms of what you can do to help the environment um even if you're a bit skeptical about perhaps some of the environmental things you read about and i'm a little skeptical but i do i'm not challenging that these things are really uh, need to be tackled i am sometimes skeptical about these solutions people suggest yeah, because often they're like are we the ones who have to tackle them shouldn't it be well so many solutions seem to be sort of commercially orientated yeah. rather than sort of um environmentally yeah no i agree so let's talk a bit bit about um i'm quite an expert i don't really like being an expert in this but i'm an expert in (laughs) in waste recycling (laughs) in terms of what the councils do Mm -hmm. um and i have i've not actually been to the place where they take it all eventually but uh, other people have told me and of course um we all get multiple um bins to put things into these days and we've got different color bins and i can't tell you the colors because i know that um 
here in St Albans, the colours are actually different to where I live in Hartsmere, for example. Oh, are they? Um, they're getting them similar, but they're not the same. So oh. what you put in this bin in one place is different in the other. It's all a bit silly, really. Yeah. Um, St Albans has lots of bins and also the boxes to put various things in. Mm-hmm. And we have slightly fewer. But anyway, the principle is that there's one bin, which is the one you put all the waste in now things are going to be put into landfill i did suggest to my council that they should actually put out stickers for everyone saying this one says landfill yeah and this one says recycling and this one says refuse i mean no so what's the other thing um there's one they compost that's yeah, the other compost. one so uh, because people don't understand what's going on here but basically um at the end of the two-week cycle I have a recyclable bin, which is I'm having trouble putting the lid down because it's full of plastic and glass and yeah. uh, tin foil and cardboard and all this sort of stuff. Um, and I know they sort that out. They've got a sort of big, long um, conveyor belt they dump this on and they sort out plastic to, for one side and then um, glass and all the rest of it. Then there's one where you can put in things like your cuttings from your garden and that's all basically compostable. And also when you collect food waste, that goes into that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the waste one. And I don't. I actually asked if I could have a smaller waste bin because we don't have anything much in there. And the council looked at me as if I was mad. You know, yeah. Oh, no, you've got to have these bins. Um, it must be going down. The, the rate of recycling is about 50% across Hertfordshire, but St Albans and Decorum are actually trying to go yeah. higher. I think it's 65%. Great. And I know in both places, I think they've already gone up well over 50%. My dad is, like, obsessed with the bins. Yeah. He's so crazy. If we put the wrong thing in anything, he'll be so annoyed. Well, that's, I suppose I'm the equivalent in our family. Um, yeah. The thing about it is, though that um, a lot of the stuff then is rejected from recycling. Yeah, if you don't wash it properly. They're they're expecting you to wash the things out, like glass Mm. wash out. And um, yes, if you've got um, bits of paper, I didn't mention the paper one. The paper one is all right, except things like Christmas wrapping paper they can't put in because it's it's all got glossy stuff on it. That's what I've done because I had tea bags. The thing about tea bags is they're not all paper some of them are plastic they are plastic yes that's really annoying because i didn't know that and i was putting them in like the um what's it called the compost bin yes i thought it was so another thing you could just get i don't know for regular everyday tea but i drink like green tea and stuff you can i have now a reusable thing so i can put the tea leaves in a little strainer is that what it's called Mm -hmm. a tea strainer or something tea strainer yes. yeah but yeah, it was really annoying to well, discover because I'd thrown a lot of plastic in my compost bin. Oh, you could, for example, go back to the old days, like my day, and we still do this. We actually have loose tea. Yeah. Um, in supermarkets, we have a joke, actually. We go in this particular brand of um, loose tea that we buy in a particular supermarket, and literally... You go in one of these enormous supermarkets, there's one row with four packets in, and we take all four of them. <laughs> um, and um, I've even contacted the um, supermarket concern and said, look, you know, this one isn't stocking this anymore. Mm. And they actually did restock it in that particular one in That's St. Albans, which I thought was quite good. But it's still only obviously a very limited number of people must buy that because there's hardly any packets there. Is that there. like breakfast tea? It's, well, breakfast tea is one of those. Yeah, because I don't drink a lot of um, breakfast tea or, you know... The classic British teas. I well, drink, like, green tea and stuff. Yeah, so. that's right. But, I mean, it's, there's things like breakfast tea, which is mainly Ceylon tea. Yeah. Or, but um, if you can get loose leaf for that as well, I think that's you a good can. idea. And the supermarkets do still sell it, but, of course, it's rows and rows of tea bags and then one little tiny yeah. section. But also, some um, tea companies do have their paper... So instead of having plastic tea bags, there'll be something that is compostable, I'm sure, or biodegradable. Yeah. But, but you have to look into what You have to look and are. ask them the question. Yeah, that's that's the thing. And a lot of stuff that says biodegradable 
isn't. Isn't the biodegradable that you think it is because some biodegradable means if you burn it it'll buy like stuff like that because um yeah biodegradable is actually an umbrella term for just like it doesn't last forever like plastic does well the plastic one doesn't last forever but it lasts for hundreds if not thousands of years particularly yes okay so i I think those are sort of things you can look out for and certainly the recycling is quite good but i'm a bit skeptical because i think a lot of it gets rejected so it ends up in the ground anyway yeah it's really annoying um, yeah. But again, just try your best. Well, exactly, yes. It's only what you can do. You can't, there's no point stressing about the things that you cannot control. Clean your recycling the best you can. Just put it in, if you're doing any washing up in the sinks, there are some things you can't wash in the dishwasher anyway, like big pans and stuff that you can't fit. When you're washing those, just throw all your glass jars and your plastic um, recyclables in there with it and just wash those up as well. The Talk, best you can do. Talking of glass, when I was probably your age and younger, um, we used to have most uh, soft drinks came in yeah. um, glass bottles with one of those special sort of stoppers on with a, a metal hook. Yeah. And you basically paid um, the cost of them plus five pence or something like yeah. that. When you took the, you washed the bottle out and took it back and they gave you five pence back yeah. again. Re- so it's basically, a good idea. It's an excellent like idea. Like milk bottles. Well, milk bottles is one that really annoys me because... They said I, they couldn't clean it properly or something. When I um, when I was young, we used to have a milkman. I'll explain this to you. Historical things here. They still do have them. I know I they still do them, have them. But they used to have I an electric have electric vehicle. Really? That delivered. Oh, it, I didn't know The milk that. floats were electric. And this, this is from about 1950s onwards. They had electric milk floats until probably the 70s. And so they were designed, they were electric because they could charge them up overnight. And when they went out on their rounds in the early morning, and they just, the amount of distance they travelled was only a few miles going around the town, say, um, delivering milk bottles. And the milk was in one pint, which is half a litre or a bit more than half a litre. Mm-hmm. Do I have to tell you that, or do you know what a pint no, is? No, I know what a pint is. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and... Uh, I go to the pub, I know what a pint is. <laughs> oh, oh, right, okay. Yes, yes, we kept the pints in pubs, but not yes. in milk. Um, such a shame. And they had um, tinfoil uh, tops on them, mm-hmm. and you could get three or four bottles probably delivered every day. My grandma still gets them, I think. Yeah. I think. Um, now, the problem was that the uh, price of them was controlled by government in those days, so that there was a... Yeah. a um, there was basically they were, they were cheaper. If they do it now, which that some milk people do this, they don't have electric vehicles anymore. The ones I've seen, and also it's much more expensive than from buying from a supermarket per, yeah. per pint. And obviously that has put people off. But in fact, if if enough people got together in areas like St Albans, say, mm-hmm. in a whole road, said we want it delivered, I reckon you could probably bargain, get a bargain you deal. Could. It's the thing is with milks as well. I mean, not to get too deep into it, but a lot of people are drinking, like, plant milks now. Yes. Those come in Tetra Pak, and Tetra Pak cannot be recycled. It is impossible. It is such an irritating product. Um, but they do have some that are in plastic recyclable bottles. Um, but, yeah, plant milk's one of those things where you could make your own if you're the kind of person who drinks plant milk, because things like soya milk, they're not great. They cause you know there's a lot of deforestation behind a lot of the plant milks but you could also oat milk is pretty good for the environment i think overall i quite like almond milk which yeah is like... i think that one's all right too okay but I mean, obviously if you had um, a, a new 21st century milkman 
Yeah. So, or Milk Woman, obviously. Oh, and they had. And they obviously could deliver anything. And some of yeah. them, some of them always have delivered eggs, butter, and other things like yeah. that as well. Um, so, I mean, obviously, the supermarkets do have delivery people who, again, they're sort of doing the same thing, except they've got the diesel-powered yeah, vehicles. Um, so I think there's a scope there for... It would be nice if one of the supermarkets, hint, hint, if one of you are listening, mm-hmm. suddenly says, OK, we're going to, over the next three years, five years, whatever it is, all our delivery vans will be electric or, that would be or something great. like that. That would be fantastic. Why don't you do it, Mr. Sainsbury's, yeah. Tesco's, Asda, <laughs> whoever it is out there? Waitrose. Waitrose and all the others. Love yes. that. Waitrose did do one of those um, refill, what they call refill centres. Oh, yes. Where they, I think that's great. Only in one shop, though. Yeah, I know. They should. I would love them to make that. I'd love a bunch of other supermarkets to embrace it as well. It's a great idea. Actually, one of the things that really annoys me is, of course, in the days when we had milkmen and milk delivered in, in glass bottles, uh, when you put the bottles out the next day empty, they took them back to their sort of headquarters and they washed them and reused them. And now, when you do recycling of glass, they break it all up, yeah. melt it down and then convert it into other glass materials. The amount of energy that's involved in that compared with just washing them out seems ridiculous. Yeah. I don't really know quite why that is. It's probably some rules and regulations. Cleaning stuff, I think. Yes. But they used to, obviously they didn't just wash them out in a sink. They yeah, they basically had a machine that squirted presumably very boiling water into them and that yeah. sort of thing. I think I don't know. I think the way think that was was great. And they'll probably bring it back. I feel like it makes sense to bring that back. Some friends of mine the other day were telling me that they lived near a place where there was a farm where they could go along to the farm and the farm had cows Aww. and they could buy milk straight out of churns and put it in their own bottle and, and drink cows. it. I used to, yeah, I used to stay at a farm in Devon and we would get the eggs every morning for breakfast. Well, exactly, but that's the sort of thing which was quite commonplace. And nowadays, um, again, you know, they would say, oh, I said, oh, are you allowed to do that? You know, it's not being pasteurised, oh. it's not this sort of thing. It's come straight out of the cow, basically. Um, and funnily enough, they haven't been ill from it at all. Yeah, no, it's fine. But um, some companies, for example, Lush, you can bring back pots if you've bought, like, um, products from Lush. It's like a cosmetics, well, uh, skincare and cosmetics. Like, uh, what's it called? Shower things. Oh, shower gels, yes. Yeah, stuff like that. Sorry, I covered my mouth then. Stuff like that. Um, it come, they come in pots. And you can give back five pots... Um, once you've used five pots and emptied them out and just washed them, give them back to the shop and they give you a free face mask. <gasps> just what I always wanted. And the face masks are five pounds. So that's a pound a pot. Okay. So it's pretty great. And I really love how they do that. So I use a lot of Lush products because you know that they're reusing their pots. Excellent. There's a good recommendation yeah. for you. So tell me then, um, recycling clothes or recycling and reusing clothes, right. I suppose. So clothes are i mean a lot of them have lots of different fabrics in them they're kind of that you can't really put them in the recycling bin and things like that so when you throw away clothes they usually go in a landfill so a good way to avoid doing that is to first avoid fast fashion and by fast fashion i mean really you know cheap clothes that will not last you very long so you can get lots of them on online websites, not going to name any, but there are some online websites where they'll sell you clothes and they're basically see-through. They're like not great quality and they fall apart within weeks. So try and avoid those because those are just going to go in the bin and they're going to waste your money. What is better to do is find some good staple pieces for your wardrobe that will last you a long time. For example, I have some Doc Martin boots. They were quite expensive, but they've lasted me years and they're still in perfect condition. So get clothes that you know are going to last. That's the first thing. 
better for the environment because you're throwing less away. But also, if you want to buy some new clothes, look at um, online websites or apps such as Depop. And I use Depop. Depop is basically like Instagram for clothes. And people sell their leftover clothes. Well, leftovers, but like, once you've worn an outfit a lot and you don't really want it anymore and you want to make some money, you can sell your clothes on Depop. And somebody in like the UK, usually, because a lot of places, a lot of accounts on Depop don't ship from other countries. So if you want to buy some clothes from people in the UK who just are selling their nice clothes, you can search by brand or by the type of outfit you're looking for. And they're usually a lot cheaper than the store price. So you're saving money, you're saving the environment, you're saving those clothes from a landfill. And it's just great. And you're also helping, you're giving money instead of to a big corporation, um, like a big clothing brand, you're giving money to someone who lives like a couple cities away from you. And it's a, I think it's a really good thing to do. And I've, I really want to sell some of my clothes on Depop, but you can also just, if you know, if your clothes you don't think they're worth much money because maybe they're really old or something, just give them to a charity shop, and you can shop in a charity shop as well. Sometimes there are some really nice things in there, and also people have been going thrifting a lot recently. It's sort of become trendy again to go to like thrift shops in London and get vintage clothes. Isn't there a, some charity shops which are renowned for being the place where, like, Buckingham Palace puts out all their old yeah. clothes and things like yeah. that? Yeah, so, like, shop <laughs> at places like that, because not only will you get some great clothes, but you're also, you're not giving loads of money to a giant corporation, and you're, you know, you're going to look great, so... That, that sounds like a really um, sensible thing to do, and obviously yeah. the, the amount of clothes people buy. I think I'm going to be I'm going to be a bit sexist here, but obviously I think a lot of women buy stuff and probably wear it once or twice, mm-hmm. and then just want to get my rid of it. My brother gets loads of stuff and wears it once or twice. Okay, so I steal his clothes. This this is actually my dad's shirt I'm wearing. Right. Just okay. Steal other people's steal clothes. Steal other people's clothes yeah. as well. Okay, so that sounds like a good thing to do. So I think we better sum up briefly now. We, we've been looking at some of the things which you, you can do individually. And we mentioned, obviously, um, buying things and knowing where they come from and yeah. how they're made and all that sort of thing. Um, recycling things when you can and understanding what can be recycled and what can't. So perhaps avoiding things that can't be recycled mm-hmm. is probably good. Definitely. Get your own uh, bags, cloth bags, tote bags and things to carry stuff around in. And uh, I suppose being very aware of when you buy something, what it is you're buying and, yeah. and where it came from. And I bought some biodegradable toothbrushes the other day. Biodegradable? They're bamboo. They're not electric, though, are they? No, that's the, See, that's I was the one the electric thing. one, yes. Yeah. But they were pretty cheap, and they're really nice. And uh, you never think about toothbrushes. You throw away so many. I don't, because I've got... Well, I suppose I use, yeah, use the, heads. The, the, the heads. There you go. They, they may do some recycling versions of those. I bet they do, like... Actually, no, I have no idea. I don't know how they do it. Anyway, okay. So, anyway, you've been listening to the Generation Gap show here on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. Thank you for listening. And uh, we're on every Thursdays at 9 o'clock. And uh, I guess we could probably have another programme of three or four hours talking about this, but we we won't do that. We'll do something different next week. So, thank you for listening, and see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Generation Gap show here on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you'll listen again to the show. You can subscribe from iTunes, Google Play and, of course, from Radio Verulam's own website, radioverulam.com.